Hello and welcome to Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Steven Universe, uh, Diamond Days, Change Your Mind, um, Battle of Heart and Mind, all the subtitles, which we will be getting into right now. I'm Justin Cummings, and today I'm joined by Andy Potter. Hello. And Beatrice Murad. Hello. Today we are here to take your feedback on the hour-long Season 5 finale of Steven Universe, Change Your Mind. Now, usually, with our feedback podcast, we open up by having everyone who wasn't on the recap kind of give their general opinions, but we have a lot of feedback. Yeah, so we will, we will get into everyone's opinion kind of as it comes up in the feedback. Okay. If, if you missed that, don't. I will give you guys plenty of time. Just we have a lot to get through. If awesome. you missed our recap, you can find it at overlyanimated.com or search Overly Animated on iTunes, your favorite podcatcher, or YouTube. So let's dive immediately in, and we are going to talk about the episode itself first kind of what happened in it, and then we're going to get into the feedback that deals with the the future, kind of where we're going. So actually, okay. actually, you know what, Let, let's do let's do a quick, a quick recap, or a quick opinions, just to kind of get us going. So, Andy, I was on the recap, so Andy, let's get started with you. What did you think overall of this episode? I really loved it. I really loved um, all the, I, I, I don't know more there is to say, Justin, I just really loved these episodes. They know, were exciting. Right? They were they were fun. Uh, I really loved all the new fusions, which I think is obvious. And I really loved this surprising, um, not surprising, because it's Steven Universe. But I really loved the uh, the way they brought together the trans themes at the end with um, mm-hmm. at the end of the episode. I really liked that, and I really really liked the redux of "We Are the Crystal Gems" along with the "Change Your Mind" song. Like, yes. I I don't know how much more there is to say other than just pointing at the things I really liked in this episode because there's just a lot of stuff to love here. The only thing I can really say was is maybe a complaint, is that this really feels like a series finale, Mm -hmm. and we still have more. We're going to get into that. And and that's not really a complaint, more than just, like, a comment on, like, it feels like we don't need more Steven Universe, even though I'll gladly take more. Yes. Uh, Beatrice, thoughts? Um, Well, I will plug in my reaction video to Change Your Mind, so that those are my initial very cold-cut uh, thoughts and impressions and thoughts on it. Um, but I think this is one of the greatest pieces of TV animation and the, a, a culmination of this entire show. And yes, it's, it feels like a series finale. So I have no idea what's going to happen next. Um, and I just, it's, it's beautiful. Um, I, I don't want to call it like, the greatest trans and most beautiful trans story in the ever because it's it it has the theme in it but I can't go out and completely say it is that but it's so much it's so beautiful everything about it and it's just I I still can't believe it happened yeah it's it was... so stunning the the caliber and, and everything it's just this is one of those shows like. Steven Universe was always going to be an amazing show, and it was always going to go down in history as like this in animation history. But now it's like it's kind of transcended what it already established of itself in terms of just like being this critically acclaimed thing. Like now it's like it's at, it's on another level now. It is. 
Whereas before, like, it was already there. But then they were just like, yeah, but why don't we outdo ourselves and actually make this one of the greatest moments of television, the greatest things of television and just art and anything in general. And that's what this is. And it's just luminous to be part, to experience it. So let's let's dive right in. And like I said, I kind of want to start with talking about the episode itself and then move into theorizing kind of where we go from here, because that's going to be a majority of this feedback, because... It, that, that is the big question, and several people commented with some really interesting uh, unresolved threads that we can get into, whether or not we think we're ever going to get resolution on those. But uh, from our YouTube page, uh, Chicago critic Gerald left a comment, that scene with what White Diamond did to Blue and Yellow was frightening. Um, this moment, to me, was when the entire episode shifted. I don't know about you guys, but the entire tone of the episode changed yeah. with this moment. Andy, what was your initial thought, initial reaction seeing them get, like, whatever we want to call that, brainwashed, puppetized, seeing yellow and blue just completely taken over by White Diamond? What was your reaction to that? Oh, I thought it was terrifying. Like, just the way it worked. Like, the idea of subsuming people like that is really scary. But um, I was kind of prepped for this because I knew going into this that, like, there's no way that the Crystal Gems could have both Blue and Yellow Diamond on their side, and White Diamond would be, like, not a pushover. Like, I kind of was expecting something like this, not necessarily this specifically, and this scary, but I was expecting something like this so that the odds wouldn't wouldn't be completely in the good guy's favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I guess I wasn't as shocked from it just because, like, I was reading ahead, like, I was, na- like, looking into narratively how this is going to work, and that kind of messed up the moment, but it was still really scary. Like, just this idea of, like, destroying people's like entire identity and controlling them like that it's really scary it's yeah it's probably it's 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 so interesting because as a fan of horror a lot of people think that horror media has to be blood and gore where a lot of times the media that i find the most terrifying has not a drop of blood and i think this definitely counts because this is just this is intense on a whole different level like this the idea of having your entire being just not just brainwashed, but then seeing, like, White's influence just spread out from the gem like a virus was just... This is, it, it, it was creepy. Beatrice, thoughts? I mean, I always knew White Diamond was terrifying. Yes. Always. I just... I knew, and um, the way that... Uh, I guess, should we call her Pink Pearl? Yes. Now? Pink Pearl. Yeah. Okay, so... Pink Pearl, the way that she was always acting under that control, like, was always terrifying to me as well. Like, she was, there was just something about the way her eyes were drawn, the way she kind of spoke and smiled, and just her mannerisms. It was just all terrifying. So when I just saw it, when I saw it with them, I thought, oh, I, I, I was just, it was, it was, it was not pleasant because it's never pleasant to see someone's agency just completely being violently removed. Um, so it, was terrifying. Yes, I agree. In in some ways, Justin's actually reminded me a lot of oh, the name escapes me, but the character from Samurai Jack in the new season. Yeah. At the end, when Aku took away her agency, it kind of reminded me of that. But it's Ashi. Was, Ashi, thank you. But this was a lot scarier just because yeah. of the way it was animated. It was the way they went black and white was very scary. And it also shows it shows that you don't need to be violent or gory no. to be terrifying. Yeah, and absolutely. and it just and also it, it it kind of really shows kind. Of, I don't know what White Diamond 
can do like she can still do this. She's still capable of doing these things. So it's like, what are we going to do with this being that has this power of completely wiping controlling? I don't know. Like what? Where does I don't know where White Diamond stands after this. And like that, the stuff that she did and it's just to me, it's so egregious. The things that she did, it's I don't know where this is all going to fall or where she's going to be. In as we continue the story, yeah, I, I I definitely agree. It's a weird, it's a weird place as to how a lot. That's kind of people's biggest complaint so far is, are we just forgiving White Diamond? And I don't think that's what this show is doing. But until we get more, we don't really know. Uh, let's jump on over to our website, uh, where Tatiana Roch left a comment, a long comment. So I won't read the whole thing. I encourage everyone to go read it. It's like a it's a, it's a, it's a book. It's fantastic. Um, but to kind of summarize, they love that this finale makes pacifism an actual option. Um, they don't quote it here, but Steven's line about, um, I don't want to run away. I don't want to fight. I just want to talk. Like, that was such a good line. And then um, being able to talk it out peacefully. And then they also get into the past relationship with the diamonds, like Blue said and Familiar. All the diamonds used to hang out in the pool area. So what was white like? Before, before Pink left. What was White like back then? And so, um, and then also, they kind of get into the next season, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, so, overall, what do you guys think about kind of the route this show took? A lot of people compare it to Aang and the Fire Lord. And then what do you guys think about the relationship of the Diamonds? Let's start with Beatrice this time. I mean, it, it's, I think because we are so accustomed to the non-pacifist way of being told a story and having a story end that maybe some of the trepidation we have with like the ending mm-hmm. kind of comes from that of being not used to having this kind of pacifist kind of telling of something of just talking. So I feel like it's, it's a radical thing. It's a beautiful thing. Um, but Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andy? I think the biggest thing here is that it's kind of wrong to compare this to the Fire Lord and Aang. Okay. Because, um, I, I, because this is just narratively doing something different. This character, White Diamond, is very similar to Ozai. She's a dictator. She's malicious in a lot of different ways. But the thing is, we're not watching that show. Even though she is a dictator, the show really wants us to see this through a different lens. And even if it is... I think somewhat problematic to just forgive a dictator and like, like let them like this kind of thing happen. The fact that we're seeing through a different lens makes it okay because we're not seeing that story. We're seeing a story where we watch a child explain to their parent, I'm different now and I want you to understand that. And that's right. the story they're telling. And I think it's kind of disingenuous to compare it to Fire Lord Ozai because it's just, it's not, it's a completely different story. And this, resolution fits the story they were trying to tell and it works beautifully and also not just that but that was the ending of avatar Mm -hmm. this isn't the ending so like i think it's also important to keep in mind like even though we keep saying that it feels like an ending because that's how we're we've been taught we've been like grown up feeding these stories where this is where it ends it ends with this so it's i think it's something also worth noting that with ozai that was it with 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 white diamond we're still going to see rep- i feel like we're still going to continue and explore the repercussions of what she's and, done and yeah 
And also, Avatar is a much more narrative-based show. Like, that show right. was, like, that's the culmination of everything. This is the culmination of everything, but it's more in an emotional way than a narrative, strict, like, strictly narrative way, unlike Avatar. I, I agree, absolutely. This is a very different episode. I, I had a discussion with someone about this uh, last week in a debate tournament, because I mentioned Steven Universe, and they're like, oh, don't get me started. Like, I thought the finale was awful. Uh, didn't narratively resolve anything, and I'm like, well, this show isn't narrative. This show, I mean, it has a narrative, but this show has always been more about emotional themes than its physical themes. It's always been more a thematic show, and some people are just not going to like that way of storytelling, and I completely understand that this show has its plot holes, and this show has its pacing issues, and this show has problematic things like forgiving a dictator, but, like, it's not about that. It's about the thematic symbolism of the show, and... If you can take it at that, I think it's an amazing story. And I, I, I see people's problems with it, but I still think it's absolutely brilliant storytelling. And we're going to get into a little, another problematic element. Nina asked on the website, what are your thoughts on Pink slash Rose now that we've gotten more perspective? While this obviously doesn't excuse her reckless and harmful actions, I'm much more sympathetic now that this episode has highlighted how suffocating and toxic her situation was. Uh, Andy, do you want to kick us off for this? Um, I, I, I think Rose is still an enigma to me emotionally. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about her still, because I think her decisions and her choices for leaving the diamonds are very, very, very different from the things we see Steven do in the present. Correct. And we only see snapshots and like vignettes of, or of vignettes of what Rose does. And so I really I'm not really here to say whether she did the right thing or the wrong thing, because we just see so little of it. Steven's a different person, and he's doing the right thing, and I think that's all that really matters here, and that's what the finale's saying. Like, Rose made choices, and clearly she's on the right side of history here, but I don't know if if, if she's doing the right thing. I don't think we're in a place to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could... Sorry. No, I, I mean, I was just going to say, like, we could kind of look at this like Rose was the kind of non-pacifist response to White Diamond. Right. In a way. Yeah. She starts the war. She starts the rebellion and all that. And she has, you know, whether or not she was morally right to come from this place of being what part taking part in the dictatorship to now be leading the rebellion. Like all that aside, we can kind of you're right. It's it's weird. I I, per, I don't think any of the wrongdoing that Rose does is canceled out by the her by ex- understanding where she comes from. I mean, she still makes those choices on her own. Right. Yeah. Um. She still makes exactly. She still is the one doing them. So if any, if someone had a problem with Rose before this, after this, I don't think their opinion should change. Now they know where she comes from. It's like she still made those choices. Like. It's kind of like, oh, well, but I'm a victim, too. It's like, yeah, but you that doesn't excuse you from doing problematic things. However, if we look more in a thematic kind of element, like Rose is what we would expect from what from like, you know, OK, this is a dictator. Now we're going to bring him down. And Stephen kind of is the one that represents the more pacifist kind of take. So it's it's an interesting kind of just, juxtaposition of how showing showing like how things are have turned out. Between like comparing Rose's reaction to the diamonds and Steven's reaction to the diamonds and which one actually works, it's an interesting sort of juxtaposition to explore. It's it's definitely interesting. It's a, it's um 
it's more than we have time to get into here. I think, and it, it really does kind of get into, do you, are bad actions excused by bad actions done to this person? And, and are bad actions excused just because you have to do bad actions towards a goal that happens to be good, maybe right. by accident? Right, right. And you, you know, and then it's like, it's like there are those things like, for instance, let's talk about Pink Pearl. Like, how much is she in control when she was under White Diamond? Well, it's like, and well, she didn't have agency. So how much is she like? Her in- actions I'm willing to excuse because she was a meat puppet. Like, no, no, no. That, but Yeah. But but I think the interesting thing with Pink Pearl is we never see. Do we ever see how Pink Pearl ended up with White Diamond? Do we see that explicitly? No, no, because- but it's implied. It's, is it, I think it's implied that Rose just leaves her, isn't it? Like, Rose it, leaves Pink Pearl behind. No, it seemed to me, that at the beginning of, uh, Change Your Mind, we have that scene where White will, t- uh, where Yellow is talking to her and is, no, Blue's talking to Steven and says, oh. White will take your pearl away. Oh, right. Oh, I, I, I think forgot that, yeah. Pink Diamond did some more shenanigans and White, like, Pink Pearl tried to, like, defend her or something. And White just snapped at Pink Pearl and took her and crack like gave her that crack and mm, or, that stuff happened. Or maybe in the shenanigans with Diamond with Pink Diamond, Pearl gets the crack, and then you know with White Diamond she's all about you know perfection. So she sees that and then she like takes but her. Having said all this, I think this is another reason why we it's hard to judge Rose because we don't have the order of events here. Yeah. Like we, we can't it's hard to tell if mm-hmm. Rose's reactions are justified, like her anger or her frustration, because we don't know which events came before that frustration. I think that also makes it hard to judge her sometimes. Yeah. So I think if we were to talk more about this episode itself, at this point, the recap yeah. had a lot. I think at this point, we'll just keep saying it was amazing. It was amazing. Like the fusions were great. It was amazing. I want to get into what's coming next, because I think this is the more interesting part of it, and now that people have had time to, like, I don't say calm down, because I'm still hype, but to actually, like, sit down and be like, okay, what is left to talk about? There's some really interesting stuff, and I kind of want to get you two's opinion on where you think we're going, what plot threads do we think are going to be left dangling, and what do we think we're actually going to deal with. So, first off, and a lot of people mention these so it's going to be hard to kind of cite specific people. So first off, what's in the box? Oh, what's yeah. in the box? I, I was I, thinking I we were going seven. for non-narrative stuff first. But yeah, the box is important. What's yeah. in the box? Uh, I love Seven. I'm sorry. But yeah, the chest inside the Lion Lars sub-dimension, as uh, Kenneth Brooks called it on YouTube, the Lion Lars sub-dimension. It's the only thing left in there that we haven't talked about yet. We dealt with bismuth. We dealt with everything else that's in there. What's in the chest? Uh, first off, do you think it will be opened? Or first off, what do you think is in it? And do you think we'll actually deal with it? Beatrice, go. Yes. Yes. We, uh, there, I haven't yet to see them not. I mean, someone made a connection between the cookie cat sandwich and Steven. There's I remember no- this. So there is no way they're going to show us a chest locked and we're not going to at one point open it. Well, like, there's no way. And Steven tried to open it when he got the big key for, like, the yeah. fortress. He tried to open the chest. So the so, show has acknowledged it. So it's going to happen. What's in it, though? What's in the I box? mean, okay. One way, one thing we can do to make it 
try to complicate things would be that would be our way and maybe it'll reveal something darker more sinister about pink diamond or like rose rather like not that it's like that she's evil but more like maybe some of her actions were much more selfish in nature maybe we can go much more in that darker route or we can go into a more or it could just simply be like this is this is how we're going to get her side of the story like her memories her whatever this is how we're gonna a lot this is what's gonna allow us to see what it is whatever mystery whatever enigma the rose is maybe this is the code to crack it um and, or, and may- yeah I, I kind of like that idea Beatrice with the memories because maybe it was that like Rose didn't want Stephen to see the memories until he, like until he was completely like sure of his own self you know yeah. what I mean like like if he sees these memories before he had this revelation at the end of change your mind like it would just throw him into more disarray I think yeah yeah so I could easily see her like hold off until he's completely like sure of himself and his identity before before she reveals all this to him but then the question is what could possibly what could that possibly possibly be what could possibly be like but what could it possibly say that could throw that could throw old steven in such disarray i don't well it could just it could just be memories like just it, it could just be hard to parse through pink's memories when he's still not sure if he's pink or not like but I think the biggest thing here is that I think the chest is clearly the hook for the movie. Like, I think this is just the yeah. hook for the movie. Yeah. I could see it being the movie. That that, yeah. that was my next yeah. question. Is it movie or season six? Uh, it's definitely the movie because this is just too obvious to not be. Like, I think the season is clearly going to be more like slice of life, towny type stuff, with, but with more gems. But this is, but the but the um, movie just has this perfect setup with this chest, and like whether it's a gem in there or memories or something to do with the villain of that movie, it's I think that's where it's going to happen. So we definitely think it is going to be opened. Uh, Beatrice, do you agree? It'll probably be in the movie. I mean, I could see it both ways. Like I could see it being like a season long thing. I could see it being for the movie. I'd like it to be for the movie because if like if it's if the movie is like somewhat like of an epilogue of like okay, well then what do we do now? Like this is kind of the last thread of this show so far. So mm-hmm. if the movie ties it up, then for the next season we can just start fresh with these characters and now we go into a brand new adventure. Um but I could also see it drag into the next season. And also the next season, yeah, it could be like slice of life with more gems. Or it could be them trying to figure out like, well, what now? Because I don't think the movie has enough time for them mm-hmm. to solve the question of what do we do now with White White, Di- with White Diamond and all this stuff? Like, what do we do? So, um, yeah, like, I don't know. I could see the maybe the movie could be about them going to one of the other planets that the gems conquered or something. You know, it could be it- anything. It could be that, like, the villain of the movie is, like, a governor of one of the planets or something. Yeah. Like, and they're, like, they're completely against the idea of the dictatorship ending or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it could be anything. So Yeah, they, they have it, a lot of they have a lot of range here. Exactly. Like, I would love it to be the chest for the movie and make it maybe make it about Rose. But at the same time, like, would it be too much? Like, would it be, like, after we just got this thing of, like, okay, it's done, like, maybe we should breathe a little bit from the whole Rose Pass thing and leave that for the show and have the movie be its own kind of standalone thing? Or would it be better to just keep the scene going and just... It, it just... The thing is, I agree with that, Beatrice, but it's just such a good way to have an inciting incident. I it's know. just such an easy there way. Is, there is another hanging plot thread that I forgot about, and I'm curious to see okay. if either of you remember it, because it could be the movie or it could happen in, like, one episode next season. And that is The Geode. Does 
Oh, yes, which we haven't seen for a long time. No, we have not. Uh, Heth Marie on YouTube reminded me of this. The Beatrice, do you remember the Geode? Geodude from Pokemon? No, I yes. don't know. Wait, so, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Beatrice, do you know what a Geode is, like, in real life? Like, I'm assuming it's some form of rock? Not oh, all of god. us work with rocks, Andy. Oh my god. But a Geode is... Okay, Beatrice, you know those rocks that are, like, hollow with gems on the inside? Yes. But they're, like, like normal rocks on the outside? Yes. That's a Geode. That's okay. a Geode. It just wait, has... so you're telling me Geodude from the inside has, like, gems inside? Okay. Probably. I'm done. Probably. So... The geode is a, to quote the Stephen Wiki, a giant black dome-shaped rock containing a synthetic storm inside. It lies at the bottom of an enormous crater, has a crack currently being held together with duct tape. Yep. We have not seen it since season one. However, duct tape is not that great. Yes. It's great. Yeah. But not what that if- great. What if, uh, and the Wikipedia, uh, the wiki page actually says it is currently unknown whether it is a corrupted gem or an ancient gem weapon. What if our antagonist is inside the geode? That's like, another idea. That, I mean, we could mix two ideas. We could have the chest storyline and the enemy, like the villain of the thing being the, the geode. Geode. You got yes. it. Oh my god, Beatrice. It's geode, yes. But the geode could just be like a giant rock egg. I forgot this existed. Some people were saying, um, I can't remember where I saw this, but someone was saying it might be the, like, a prototype of the cluster? That's what I would always assumed it was. Like, this, just, just, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 go for it. I I just want to make sure, just be clear, this is the thing from the episode where, um, Steven's dad convinced him, like, that, like, like, he had, Steven's dad had, like, the broken leg or whatever. Yes. Yes, and Steven and Steven couldn't fix the geode because he because he just didn't believe in himself. Essentially, yeah, that's what and happened. that basically had gotten rid of his healing powers for quite yes. a while. So way to go, Greg. Um, the one bad yeah. thing you've really done in the show. Yes. Um, yeah, it. There's a picture for you two to see in the chat of our call, so that you know we're talking about the same item. Yes, that thing. Well, it, I mean, Steven's OP now, so he could fix it now. Well, he yes, could, but. Is he going to fix it before it breaks? Like, is he going to remember to go do it before the thing happens? I, I, I'm going to guess no. I don't yeah. think Steven thinks this thing is alive in any real way. So I don't think he realizes that there might be something in there to save. I mean, again, like, just look at the cluster. It we th- it was built up as this big bad, and then suddenly it's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But- so... I mean, like, even uh, this could easily be something that could be expanded upon in a movie if we wanted a villain for the movie, or it could also, I mean, I mean, if they want to go like really deep with like climate change themes and stuff, that could totally be a thing. Or we could also have it solved in an episode of this yeah, next season. All I'm saying be. is it could be anything. I think the big revelation for this geode is definitely going to be that the, the reason Steven couldn't heal it is because the crack is just, it's opening up. Like, it's not, like, something he could... It's well, not something to heal. Re- Rebecca Sugar herself did say uh, in the Q&A that had Steven's healing powers been working, he could have fixed it. Oh, he could have? Okay. Yes. Word but of God. That was fix it then. Has it maybe expanded beyond his ability now? Mm, we'll see. We don't know. Yeah. So let's jump over we'll to the see. Discord. Uh, Needle talked in the Discord, and this is an interesting theory about the episode Familiar... There's a drawing of yellow, white, and blue with a pink comet in the background. Then a drawing of the four diamonds. White calls pink starlight. And pink chose a star as her new symbol when she was rose. Pink was made out of comet stuff by white. Ooh. 
Is this a believable theory? What do you guys think? It's it's fun. I don't like it. It's fun. I I just don't know. I don't have more to say than that. Like mm. I, I like that idea. I mean, I mean, it could I could it could be an idea, or it could be kind of like the diamonds version of like the storks. Right. You know, like it could just be what the like, stork. You know, like pink being like, yo, like where, how did I come to be? And then white not having an answer. So just being like, oh, well, you well, were starlight. a comet and, uh, and now I call you starlight. Like that could be a thing. Or, I mean, it could not, I mean, it could actually be something, but well, I, I don't know if we're going with the show, we're going to, I don't know if we're going to actually dive into kind of theology and, trying to explain where the diamonds came well, from. Well, here's the question, and this actually stems off of this. I've seen multiple people, uh, Needle included, saying, is the heart gem that we keep seeing in this movie trailer, was that an attempt to create a new pink diamond? Did that, White that... say, go back to that comet and try again? A lot of people already think that our villain of this new movie is going to be Red Diamond. There's a lot of theories about that. So is... Do you think this is a possible way that we could get white trying to create another replacement pink? This would have been um, made a while ago that's just I, now coming to light, but... I, I, I'm i not sure. I, I, I think that's a good theory. I just... This show is just so hard to predict. I find it really yeah. hard to hedge my bets on something. Just to be clear, that's my hesitations from not that these ideas aren't cool or good. I just... It's hard to hedge your bets with Steven Universe. <laughs> I mean, it could. I mean, I could also see it. I could also see this type of move, this version of the movie, which mm-hmm. would be interesting. And also it deals again with the themes of like a corrupt gem and them, you know, like synthetic gems and all that. So it could fall into place there. Um, that, that could work. I, I had a very scary thought where it was like, Oh God, what if, what if she falls for Pearl or Pearl falls for her or something? That could, that could be a thing. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Oh my god, that would be a trip. If what if she falls for Pearl, but Pearl's like not having it, and it's like whoa, like throwing my head. Like you look like pink, but you're not pink. You're red. What's going on? I don't know. I, 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 I think that's a good idea for a movie. Actually, now that we're talking about, it, I think that's a great idea for a movie. Like bringing like a fake pink diamond into the mix. I mean, it's such an anime thing of like, oh, you thought there were only four diamonds? Here's the fifth diamond, and but we'll I mean, never mention like it a- again. That's also like a comic book thing. Like you it, can do like you know like what's his name? Um, Superman's um, the other Superman, like the version of him that's Bizarre, like Bizarro. No, not Bizarro. That's who I thought. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say there's a when you say the other version of Superman. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a lot. There's a there lot. But you know, Bizarro, Bizarro. That's who I thought. There was literally just a movie called Raid of Superman that came out that had. Four I <laughs> love that storyline though so much. Like that's one of my favorite super. That's not the point of this podcast. I, I'm, not making, I'm, not making, I'm not making fun of the movie. I'm just saying there's just a lot of versions of Superman. Yes. Yeah. Superman. But that's what I, but what I mean. It's like it's not just an anime. It's like in everything there is like yeah. the just in like telenovelas like the evil twin brother who suddenly shows up you know what i mean it's like oh surprise here i am so i could see it happen um that but that would be its own thing i don't know if we'd have time for the chest if we have a red diamond let's move past the movie we agree that the movie's gonna be dope let's move into season six that we are like 95 percent sure we're getting let's talk about what might happen then is that are we finally gonna get closure between lapis and bismuth because, as far as we know, Bismuth is the one that poofed Lapis. 
are we ever going to resolve this? Is it a different bismuth? Are we ever going to talk about that? I mean, I think it's already resolved if if Lapis came with bismuth. But does Lapis know that it's the same bismuth? We all assume it is. First off, is it the same bismuth? And second of all, does Lapis know? Again, this I think this is the reason why it's hard to predict season six because like I think predicting specific events is hard. I think it's more important to focus on thematic things they could focus on. And That's I a think cop out answer. Well, no, 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 no. But I think it's true though. It, it's a cop out. I'm copping out, Justin, because this show is so hard to predict. Like I would predict. Oh, I'm like, great at predicting this show. I. Okay, Justin. Sure, sure, Justin. You're you are the best at predicting. Steve Go Hedges. check out that great article I wrote predicting Christina Ebersole would be White Diamond first, six months before first, it happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not predicting the show though. That's predicting like actors. Go check out but, the podcast where I predicted Centipedo would come back way before Centipedo came. Well, that's the came. podcast where I predicted the exact way that Pearl and Rose would go down. I predicted the exact. Mm, I don't remember this happening, Andy. You, okay, I will find this on the Discord, because I remember, it, I remember uh, what was it, Pale Rose happened, and Dylan's like, but holy cr- Andy, crap. We're Andy, the, Andy, we're the same person, so whatever you predicted is actually a win for me. It's, it's going too deep, it's going too deep, Justin. The point I'm trying to make is that I Dylan's think... Dylan's not here to make fun of you, I have to do it. I know. God. The point is that there's, there. we could easily delve into this, I think this is a, this is something we could do. This, this is a situation that can cover one episode, like we can have one episode about Lapis finding out about Bismuth, mm-hmm. but I'm more interested in the multiple episode arcs we could delve into. Like, I'm more interested in the fact that we could have a multiple episode long episode, um, multiple, wow, multiple episode long arc dealing with Lapis, Peridot, and Jasper. Like, that's prime material for a multiple. Yeah. yeah. And I think the Bismuth Lapis stuff is kind of just, it's a cool episode that I think they have room to do, but I don't think it's more than a single episode. That's more what I'm getting at. And then I, let's, and then let's get into these arc kind of ideas. And the biggest one people seem focused on is these uh, the formerly corrupted gems. Uh, yeah. I'm going to butcher names, I'm so sorry, but Raffaella Carrillo on the website says the healed gems are Earth, on Earth are different from others. We saw this. They still maintain a little bit of their corruption, like Jasper has those different horns, and might face some prejudice once they get in contact with the perfect ones. How do you feel about that? How we introduce the corrupted, the formerly corrupted gems into society, the fact that they still have physical scars of what happened to them, like, cause that's, you talk thematic, that is prime, let's deal with trauma, like, you wanna talk thematic arcs, I think that's the biggest one. Beatrice, how do you, how do you think we're gonna deal with the formerly corrupted gems? Well, the question is, are they going to go back to Homeworld? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to stay on Earth? Because if they stay on Earth, I don't think there'd be a problem. They, no. they'll, they'll just, you know, they'll just be on Earth and it's fine. And it's just, they're just chilling. But if they, if some of them want to go to Homeworld, then yeah, I think that's something that they have to explore. I think it's going to be interesting how, again, and I don't know where in terms of like hierarchy the diamonds are going to be. But if the diamonds are okay with them, but then they've created this in, this society and this systematic I, form of discrimination against imperfection, so mm-hmm. they they may be in, they maybe have to be in charge of cleaning up their own mess and have to re-educate everybody, and that that is prime for drama. But the only thing is, will these gems want to go back with the diamonds, and what will be the state of Homeworld? And I, I feel like we don't know or we can't understand or theorize what's going to happen to these gems until we understand what the new kind of 
government question mark is going to be in homeworld like i don't know i don't know what homeworld is going to be at the moment and i I, i'm still kind of shocked that the white diamonds i mean white diamond and all the diamonds just kind of left homeworld i'm just like who's running homeworld right now like what's happening maybe i mean did the pearls just say like are the pearls in charge for the moment like will they become power hungry and suddenly they're like no now we are the powerful i don't know speaking of oh sorry andy go ahead Oh, no, sorry, I was just laughing at Beatrice's crackpot theories. Speaking <laughs> of agates, are we going to see our good old dear friend Holly Blue anytime soon, which gets into two potential arcs, the Zoomans? Because I think what would be really cool is if we deal with two parallel ideas, the zoo humans being reintroduced to Earth society as the formerly corrupted gems are reintroduced to Homeworld society. I think that would make for two really interesting parallels. And then also, are we going to deal with the Famethysts? Uh, Andy, start us off. Uh, I'm excited to see the Famethysts. Like, I am excited to see them come. Yeah, like, I think that... I'm I'm glad to bring up the Famethysts. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get my thoughts together because I'm trying to word this correctly. Because I think that the whole arc of Season 6 will be about dealing with these people in the... uh, Or gems in the Empire that are trying to figure out how to live now that the the status quo has shifted so drastically and we're going to end. I think we're going to see how it shifts exactly next season. Cause it's unclear how much white has changed now. Do you think they'll focus on like our military gems? We've seen like Emerald, Holly blue. Aquamarine. I, I, I think so. I think it'll be, I think it'll be focusing on the people who are in power and the people uh-huh. who weren't. And it'll be about that divide. It'll be uh-huh. about the, it'll be about the amethyst that were at the zoo dealing with Holly blue and being like, Hey, we're in control now. Like we're not in control, but we're we're our own person. And I think there might be, so it, it might even be that though. It might be the amethyst taking control over the holly blue, and Stephen coming in and being like, "It's not okay for you guys to turn around and do this to them now. Like that's right. not okay." Like I'm expecting that kind of plot. Maybe yeah. I, with the amethyst, honestly, that's a good one to go with. Speaking of which, the bubbled rose quartzes. Oh yes. Are we gonna deal with that? Because are they coming home to Earth? Are they going to the home world? Is Steven just going to be surrounded by copies of his mom everywhere he looks? Because that's, that, that's, whew, whew, whew. That could be movie. That could be movie, honestly. A big that, honestly, that would be Pearl's pipe dream. Just roses everywhere. <laughs> but I feel like we Pearl has grown so much from that. And I think she's really starting to move past Rose. So that's why like the theory of like a red diamond that was like, that maybe looks somewhat like Rose would, is so interesting to me because it's like, well, what do you do? What would Pearl do? Cause mm-hmm. she's moving on. She's in the process and suddenly here's this person who's like, I am like everything you wanted. Like, and I don't know, like, would she accept? Would she not? Like, so that's why I'm just like, I don't know if it would be her. I don't know if it's her dream anymore is what I'm trying to say. I see that. I, I, I. I think Pearl's reaction would be interesting whether it is either like, Steve, Steven, go wait in the car. I'm just going to hang out here for like five more Ugh. minutes. Like, go wait in the car, Steven. Or the opposite of, I need to leave. Um, good yeah, luck. I... Good luck, my diamonds. I mean, Rose, I mean, bye. Like, either way, Pearl's reaction will be amazing. Because it's Pearl. And her reactions are priceless. Um... Beatrice, what are your thoughts on kind of where we're going with the whole, um, the, the formerly corrupted gems and then the, the zoom-ins? What do you think we're doing with them? Well, with the formerly corrupted gems, I already said that maybe they'll, if they stay on Earth, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But with the zoom-ins, I, 
that's going to be a trip. Like, I feel like this could be, this could easily go down the the route of like unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt of just like them, like being like surprised. Like we are giving you this new world. This is earth. Here are other humans. And they might, I don't know. It could go real dark. Like they might like completely lose it or they might not. They might want to, it'd be really sad if they'd want to stay in the zoo, you know? So, but I mean, they, they have to, I mean, they might want to like, you know, they might be like, no, we like our contained controlled environment. This is new and different. And they might take them a while to adapt. So have you um, ever heard of Plato's cave allegory? (laughs) I'm just saying that maybe like Steven's going to, he's going to have to be a little bit more delicate with them. Um, especially, you know, they're not gems, they're humans. Mm-hmm. Like my, yeah. their minds are, are a little bit more like, especially for us, like as the audience, we know what a human is. We can like see an, a gem and we can, uh, uh, we can accept that they may not, they may be, they may not have a mental breakdown where a human would have a mental breakdown, right. but with a human, we aren't as forgiving. So they do have to kind of treat that with caution. They have to treat it with, 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 uh, it's not subtlety, uh, softness. They have to be, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, I don't doubt that they can't do it. I, I know that they can do it. Um, I just, I'm, I, this is one of those where it's like, ooh, I don't, it's kind of like the dictator thing. Like you need to finesse this in a way that this could be finessed in a way that could easily go bad. So we'll, well I mean, see how it goes. It's very, very, fami- very similar to Plato's cave allegory, and I'm not going to get into all that here because my girlfriend's in the other room, and she hears me mention Plato's cave allegory one more time, she will break the door down. But because she, because she wants to talk about it, or no, because, because she's, she's mad so at you? sick of me mentioning Plato's cave I, allegory. I completely believe that, Justin, because I know you. I know you will run anything into the ground. There will literally, we'll literally be watching a show, and I will mention. You know what this reminds me of? And she's like, I swear, if you say Plato's cave allegory, she's um, she knows the the theory very, very well at this point. Um, Google it. I'm not gonna get into it, but that that's the way they could take it. But. One one more potential season six villain, and then we're gonna uh, change gears a little bit. Steve brought this up on the website. Good old frequent commenter Steve brought up the rubies. Speaking of powerful gems who may not get the message, um, especially they're kind of stubborn and won't listen. Are the rubies gonna be our main villain for season six? Uh, that, I don't know if they're especially villain. eyeball. They'll def- I think they'll definitely show up, but I don't, th- I, I don't see them as being more than like an episode, one episode villain, really. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't see them as being more than that. I, 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 I could see them just, yeah, I, maybe max I'll give them three episodes, max, but that's as far, I don't think they'll be that bad. You don't think it's going to be a whole season? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think, I, I personally don't think it, they'll, they're, they have enough depth to have an entire season dedicated to them. There are other things I'd rather explore than the rubies not uh, being shocked. I don't know. I, I, I personally, I'm like, I, they're the type of gang where I'm okay with them for an episode or two. But once it starts going more, I'm like, okay, we're done here. Like, you're, you, you, I got it. You, we don't need more. So, uh, Andy, yeah, talk about the rubies real quick. I, I'm just, I, I think they're interesting characters, and I think Eyeball, Eyeball's one of those trapped with Steven in the bubble, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I really want to see Eyeball interact with Steven more, because I think that was the most interesting 
um, interaction we have with the rubies in general. But if we talk about the rubies without talking about just this 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 militant idea, this idea that they're all the gems are really just power not not power hungry, but they want to enforce power because of this structure enforced upon them. I don't think it's as interesting. I really want to see right. the rub. I want I want to see it talked about through that lens, and that's really why I, that's why I keep harping on. I want I I like talking about Steven in terms of themes they want to cover because I think that's when Steven Universe at its best. I want to talk about this idea of people enforcing power on each other at this point. So I think we can move on to that now. We're done with Steven. Let's talk about let's try to get deeper into this hierarchy of the gems now. And I think that I think that's prime material to dig into here. So I, I have two more questions for you guys, and then we're going to wrap this yes. up. So first one, um, this comes from Jack B. Nimble on YouTube, and this has kind of been pretty well established at this point. Um, we didn't get into it in our recap because we literally did this like a minute after the episode finished, but everyone's talked about this online. The what's your excuse line being a reference to the pilot episode, not the first episode of the show, the original pilot. Oh. I take it both of you have seen it? I've seen it, but I don't remember, like, the specifics. So basically, uh, for anyone who didn't see that original pilot, which is where the, uh, well, when the fight and go out for pizza part of the theme song came from originally. Yep. Um, basically, it involves the, like, time thing. Not the time turner, because it's not Harry Potter. Oh, right, right. Um, the one that we see in Too Many Stevens. It involves that. Basically, Steven needs to go back in time and come up with a good comeback to an insult. And he can't do it. And eventually, Garnet says, um... Why are you such a butt face? And Steven says, I am a butt face. What's your excuse? And that turns out to be the good comeback that he's able to break the cycle and fix everything. So from the original pilot all the way to now, I am a child. What's your excuse? That's, that's fun. It's again, it's just, it's just a fun little nod. I agree. Yeah. Like, I don't know if there's more to say than that. That's really fun. I really think it's really cool callback. I I think it works better here as not a joke. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I like it here a lot. I like the way, um, there's, cause it's not like, cause Steven says here, I I really like Zach's read of the line. Cause it it rides that line of being smug, but also confident and being, but also not being like too, like too, too, too aggressively pointing out that she's a child. Like it's just such a good line read from him. I, I absolutely agree. Beatrice, what did you think of, what do you think of that kind of just, that sense, that callback? I mean, I, I agree with Andy in that it's, it's a good, it's, it works as a callback, but I think the main point, I, for me, I read it as like, I don't know, I, 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 I read, I read a more serious mm. kind of heaviness to it where it's like, you know, and more implications to our own society where, you know, you have, adults who are maybe not great humans and it's like well dude like if i can understand that homophobia is bad if i can understand that racism is bad if i can understand the systematic problems of society what's your excuse so Mm -hmm. um yeah so i kind of prefer that reading but i mean the fact that it works on multiple levels um is really really nice and the fact that they can do that that callback, mm-hmm. but without having it lost the meaning and also have it be a callback for people who grab it, but for people who even if they don't get it, they still get a bigger this, thing. It's- I think what we're getting at, this is this is how you do fan service. Yes. This is fan yes. service. Like, and people who point at other things and call, like, I don't want to get too deep into it, but people who point at, like, specific, like, same-sex relationships as fan service, that's not fan service. Not this true. is fan service. Digging yeah. in deep for your fan base to make a reference that only the enfranchised will get. 
and it's like, really and it, it pays off well. Yeah, the show's the show's done it a few times, like the episode where they go to Korea and they run into the animation studio where they're yeah. making the episode. Like that's yeah. definitely fan service. Um, it's also meta, but I to me the best the way I read this callback is that it's like a celebration of like look how far Steven has come. Like it's yeah. the by by doing the same setup, it's calling back what happened then versus now of like look here's the same kind of line but look at the difference in it just look at the difference between that steven and this steven and look at how far he has come and the man he has become and just oh like to well, me it's child, like look how much remained okay yes but no steven is more <laughs> a man than plenty of full-grown adults i know because oh, totally totally i agree i agree mm, being a man is about being a good human being, like power in yourself, and uh, yes, I Steven's such a good role model. I am on like such a high right now of like non toxic masculinity between this and watching on the basis of sex the other night and seeing um Ruth Bader Ginsburg's husband, just mm, non toxic masculinity. I we need yes, yeah, the, yes. The quote Call written out, for Winfrey. Shout out to Bo. Shout out to Bo from She-Ra. Non-toxic masculinity. Woo. I've yeah. not watched She-Ra. <laughs> you should. I, I, I find it kind of funny that I'm talking about all this non-toxic masculinity stuff and I'm going to do a Dragon Ball Z podcast tomorrow. Hey, I mean, it's fine. No, no. The funny thing, though, is, like, I don't think we're going to get a chance to talk about it on that podcast, but the funny thing is kind of the villain of that movie was toxic masculinity, which is kind of funny, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, we could That Dragon Ball... In a, a, Toriyama, I... This is not the podcast for that. Um, yeah. I I had one more question, and I think I'm I sorry. lost it. I No, it's absolutely fine. I was kind of vamping for you, hoping you'd find the question. I lost the question. Um, We were talking about something. So we talked about the What's Your Excuse. We talked about that callback. So I guess all that's really left to say at this point is, this was a really great episode. Like This was yeah. a really 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 good episode would you say it's the best one like so far of all the steven universe episodes or does single pale rose still take it's so hard to compare for multiple reasons one the hype the absolute hype machine of knowing this was going to be such a big deal single pale rose i didn't know it was going to be a big deal but like the hype that went into this and like the amount of resolutions and then also the fact this is four times the length of a single pale rose. Yeah. Makes it so hard to compare. It's like yeah. comparing a short film to a feature length film. Yes, the short film may be really, really great, but a well made feature film is gonna have more good material. Like if it's this to me they're the same quality, this is just four times the length, so it has four times the good stuff in it. So right. it's so hard to compare. Um I would hold the last section of this episode up there with most episodes of Steven is we're going to compare 11 minutes from the moment that Steven gets his gem ripped out to the end of the episode. I would hold that up there with just about anything. Yeah. Because that is, first off, the animation. Second off, the emotion. Third, the music. All of it. The music is so good. We haven't talked about it at all, and I haven't talked about it much, which is crazy because I love the music and all of this. Like, not, not, not the songs, like the the background, background music. The yeah. score. The score is incredible. The show taught me how to love a score, honestly. 
What was that? This show taught me how to yeah. love a score, genuinely. It, there's some crazy good score work in here, especially with like the way they make sure to keep consistent with which characters have which instruments yep. mainly, and is, which is really clear when they get to the obsidian part. And then like there's just there's just so good at ramping up emotion with the score. I, I just love this show for the music. This, it's this so good. Beautiful. Yeah. I I think that kind of covers it. Was there anything else you guys wanted to bring up? Um, I wanted to just say again, I touched on it really shortly, but I'm really hoping we do get into Lapis Paradox stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I am a strong Lapidot chipper, but that's yeah. not really why. Yeah, but that's uh, not why. I, I, Amadot. All right, Justin. That's at another the very conversation. Least, what, if we're gonna cut out the Paradot part, at the very least, I want to talk about Lapis yeah. and abusive relationships, and I want to see her grow because I think there still is room there. And Lapis always gets the short end of the stick, not just in show, but in terms of like. She's always like put right up against like bigger moments. Like she had a big moment in this in this finale, but she was just overshadowed by everything else. Yeah. I, but I so I'm very curious to see how we deal with this new Jasper because I yes. think yes, Jasper was very different the last time we saw her. I want to see this Jasper who's now at a place where she can really come to terms with everything, not just because the last time we saw Jasper, she was also not in a mentally healthy place. Yes, she has done a lot of bad things. But she was also not in a good place. I think now she is in a good place where she can re- she can acknowledge what she has done and become a better person. But is it? I I I think that's true. But I think it comes from like a bad place, though. You know what I mean? Cause what do you it mean? comes from a place like because I think that the reason she felt that she could enforce this will on people is that she felt powerful, and now that she suddenly doesn't have the power, like that's the only reason she's open to change. Which is good that she's open to change, but it's kind of says a lot about her character that that's the only time that she can accept change but that's who she is she needs well what's the difference between that and peridot i i think peridot Peridot wasn't open until she lost her limb enhancers but peridot's a little different i i I, I need to i need to rewatch well the difference is that peridot didn't necessarily like I mean, it's not rape but she didn't violate lapis the way they did bad things differently but both of them needed to lose power to realize what they were doing was wrong. Yes, but I, I'm I'm just saying that I have not rewatched the Paradox episodes recently enough to have a full debate about the differences between their turns. So I will save that for a future. I think that will be a future. I I think Jasper is redeemable at this point. A lot of people yeah. don't, and I'm willing to defend my position on it. Um, it's a it's a tough fight, but. I, I think it's, I think she's redeemed. Uh, honestly, at this point, if we're gonna if we're willing to redeem White Diamond but yeah. not Jasper, we have a problem. Like I think the fact of the matter is the people that aren't going to be redeemable in this show are going to be people like Aquamarine from that one. Like because like there's some people that are just really really into how the hierarchy is right now, and is, I think we're going to see them is not Kevin redeemable. <laughs> and. I don't have any answer for that. I was about to lemon try... re- redeemable. Lemon? Lemon? Do you mean onion? Onion, that's what I meant. <laughs> Whoa! Lemon? Whoa. Onions, um, <laughs> onions love interest? Lemon? I was about to say, like, I... Lemon I... grab? Oh, I genuinely thought it was... Oh, I don't know why. I'm so glad we got oh, part of it podcast that Beatrice said that. <laughs> I'm going to regret this I Google search. I care about that little vegetable. This yep, I regret this Google search. Were, were you mixing it up with lemon grab? Like, is that what you... Oh, no. 
I found a picture of Lemon Grab dancing with Peridot, and it says Lemon and Lime. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I think we're done, Justin. Okay, on that note. I can't even say anything else. I wanted to add something, like, actually of No, you're done. You've lost your privileges. No. I wanted to actually add something of substance to the Jasper discussion, but fine. Shut me down. Okay, no. What's your Jasper comment? Well, I'm just saying that maybe with you know, everything that's happening in the world with the Me Too movement, with all this stuff. I think there's a possibility here to do something with that kind of storyline that could be, that could resonate or it could backfire. But um, it's there. The option is there for them. Take responsibility. If they, just please. It's just, a bit, it, yeah, it's huge. So it's kind of like, well, what? Do, that's there for them if they want to take it. They don't have to. But um. But yeah, it's it's it's. I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a way to deal with Jasper that's gonna make everybody happy. There's not. Is what I'm uh, gonna say. It, like, I mean, I just, just, look, just look at White Diamond. Not everyone's happy with that. Yeah, exactly. So like, say it's it's what Jasper's the same kind of thing where I can't see anyone, everyone being happy with it. But if, but by bringing her back, they're going to have to land somewhere. Um, yes. I don't know how, or I mean, whether it's them not. Doing anything, even by not doing anything, by ignoring it, by virtue, that's already them taking a stand on something. So that's also worth pointing out. Yes. So with that, you can find all the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can join us on Discord to text chat about animation at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. Our Steven Universe channel on there is very poppin'. It's quite the place to be. You can support us via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast. Cast, 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 cast. Hugh, a.k.a. Hugh Neutron. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Hugh. Um, coming up, we've got Genlock coverage. We have all kinds of cool stuff. We've got Promised Neverland. We've got probably more Steven at some point. We've got all kinds of cool stuff going on. Dragon and Prince pre- comes back. What's up? And the previously mentioned Dragon Ball podcast. That's coming up. Um, is that on one of the? Is that on the new movie? Yes. Okay. Super Brawly movie. I thought it was just a review of all of Dragon Ball Z, and I was oh, like, Oh yeah, no, a- we're gonna cover all of it, Justin. It's gonna be a three-hour podcast. No, it's gonna be thirty minutes just of the intro of the podcast because if you're really gonna do it justice, um, because you just have to scream. scream. Yeah, you just have to scream. And it'll be Alex and uh John reacting to how well I can scream. Well, if you want to listen to that, uh, check back tomorrow. And, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.